Welcome to another edition of Being Intentional, Lotus' bi-weekly newsletter covering sustainability and ESG topics. We'd love your feedback, so please consider leaving a comment or chatting with us on Twitter at AskMotive. In this edition of Being Intentional, we discuss the trends in greenwashing and how leaders can avoid pitfalls. This newsletter is formatted in two parts. Part one is the data in the story, which highlights a sustainability topic and the data behind it. Part two is in the real world, which, as the name implies, is how that topic shows up in the real world. Let's begin. Part one, the data in the story. Greenwashing. It's so hot right now. As the issuers of reports, plans, and communications, the onus is on corporate sustainability teams to 1. Not greenwash, and 2. Ensure their communications could not reasonably be misinterpreted as greenwashing. Looking back over the last 12 months across news media and Twitter, we see that mentions of greenwashing have been following a steadily increasing trend line. Across this time frame, there is an average of 2,460 posts per day. Interest, or should we say concern, in greenwashing is real. But this is where things get really interesting. If we disaggregate the sources so we can see mentions in news media distinct from mentions on Twitter, it becomes apparent that the increasing trend is driven by social media. Greenwashing is a topic of concern in the news media, just not as much of a concern as it is across social media. And this makes sense when you consider that news media are approaching the topic with a different operational context than are the vast majority of individuals posting on Twitter. In a fundamental sense, greenwashing is when a company benefits from the illusion of change while actively not engaging in change, or even while preventing change. It's about benefiting from intentional deceit. This is largely the definition the established news media operate with. So to run an article accusing any company of greenwashing requires substantial research and analysis. They need to be able to adequately contrast anticipated outcomes to actual outcomes and establish intent in the event of any shortfall. It's not easy and certainly not fast. People on social media, on the other hand, are not constrained by this definition. From our observations, accusations of greenwashing fly not only when companies benefit from intentional deceit, but also when a company pledges or delivers outcomes that don't meet the individual's expectation. And it is this operationalization of the greenwashing term which is growing in prominence. You commit to net zero by 2050, but I want full decarbonization by 2030. Greenwashing. You are actively implementing DEI policies, but I want quotas. Greenwashing. Your view of sustainability is heavy on the social, but mine is heavy on the environment. Greenwashing. As the world becomes more concerned with sustainability, so too does it become more concerned with false commitments to sustainability. The challenge, of course, is in everyone's ability to differentiate the meaningful from the false commitments. As an individual, before you accuse a company of greenwashing, ask yourself, has this company failed to deliver on its commitments to sustainability, or has it failed to live up to what I thought its commitments should be? As a leader of a corporate sustainability team, ask yourself, are our sustainability plans integrated with our business activities? Do our sustainability plans commit to actual and meaningful change? Is this change equal to or greater than the illusion of change conveyed by the plans? 
are the anticipated benefits of the sustainability plans likely to accrue due to the implementation of the plans rather than simply the communication of the plans? Part two, in the real world. The last two weeks have really brought attention to greenwashing. The New Climate Institute released the Corporate Climate Monitor 2022, assessing the climate strategies of 25 major global companies, which, not incidentally, account for 5% of global annual GHG emissions. The report does an excellent job in suggesting an optimal trajectory to achieve the stated net zero objectives, and then finds the 25 corporate climate plans are significantly lacking. What's the social media response been to the report so far? Excellent as the report is being embraced as unveiling the shocking cases of greenwashing by the world's largest companies. Unfortunately, the report is not originally about greenwashing, but let's not let that get in the way of going viral. The New Climate Institute report is a great example of how corporate sustainability plans are engaged by a broader community of stakeholders and serves as a flagship example highlighting the five principal tensions in sustainability communication which we present in our latest blog at www.esgmotive.com slash blog. A new study published on Wednesday in the journal PLOS1 finds that the oil majors, including ExxonMobil, BP, Chevron, and Shell, have been increasingly using decarbonization terms in their annual reports, even though their purported actions amount to mostly pledges and not actual actions. There's lots of talk of transitioning to clean energy business models, but no actual transitioning. What's most interesting about this study is that it looks at data from 2009 to 2020, making it one of the more in-depth analysis to date. BP is likely the most active of the group. Although mentions of climate change in annual reports went from 22 in 2009 to 326 in 2020, all the while generating only 2,000 megawatts of renewable energy, or the equivalent of two gas-fired power plants. Accusations of greenwashing may be thrown around quite freely, but sometimes they fit. Greenwashing doesn't just apply to companies. News broke earlier this week that Morningstar, the leading data provider for mutual fund and ETF research, and now the owner of what used to be the Sustainalytics ESG data provider, removed a full 1,200 funds from its European Sustainable Universe of Assets. Following the EU's rules on sustainability disclosures, Morningstar analysts reviewed all funds carrying a quote-unquote sustainable designation and found 1,200 funds to be employing ambiguous language and questionable credentials. And just like that, $1.4 trillion in assets, once considered green, moved to brown. There is a cost to greenwashing. One we discussed in our last newsletter looking into the EU taxonomy, which is clearly already having an impact. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Being Intentional. We're grateful for your support. If you know people that are interested in sustainability and ESG, please consider sharing this with them. We'll be back in two weeks. In the meantime, if there are topics you'd like to see us address, please don't hesitate to let us know.